Inside Nigeria, keeping you informed on what matters. Welcome to Thursday's edition of Inside Nigeria. Today is March 31, 2022. My name is Bobby Bobby We shall be looking at one pages of some national dailies starting from Nigeria's most influential newspaper, the leadership, and as well as have a discussion about the trending issue of the day. And without more ado, let's start with Nigeria's most influential newspaper, the leadership. On the front page of leadership this morning, Kaduna train attack. We have failed. Governors apologize to victim. Kaduna train attack. We have failed. Governors apologize to victim. Say attack questions their capacity to govern. Bandits contact families of kidnapped victims. Kill nine security operatives in Niger. Reps berate savage chief over incessant attacks. And of course, the last writer to the story is saying 13 women, children drowned while fleeing from terrorism. 13 women, children drowned while fleeing from terrorists. And I think that story is also coming from Niger State, where nine security operatives were killed on Wednesday. That's the list on the front page of leadership this morning. Kaduna train attack. We have failed. Governors apologize to victims, saying attack question their capacity to govern. And of course, bandits contact families of kidnapped victims, kill nine security operatives in Niger, reps berate savage chiefs over incessant attacks. And of course, the last writer to the story saying 13 women and children drowned rightly from terrorists in Niger State. That is that on the front page of leadership newspaper this morning. Let's look at our sister publication, the National Economy. On the front page of National Economy this morning, Nigeria Railway Corporation may lose 265 million naira monthly over suspension of train services. Nigeria Railway Corporation, NRC, may lose 265 million naira monthly over suspension of Abuja Kaduna train services. And that is coming from our sister uh, publication, The National Economy, trying to also uh, give financial uh, losses from the uh, implication of suspending the Kaduna train, Kaduna Abuja train services. Aftermath of the Monday night attack by terrorists on the train uh, service, where over eight persons were killed, 26 injured, and many others are uh, abducted by terrorists. And that is that on the front page of our sister. Our publication today, Thursday, March 31, 2022, the National Economy. Now let's go to the next newspaper on our menu this morning, the Punch newspaper. On the front page of the Punch this morning, train attack, the same insecurity as we have seen on the front page of leadership. Train attack, Aerofy Carpets Military, Ariwa Commentative Forum Lament. Defense headquarters failed to deploy to Kano in northwest. Train attack, Governor Nasu Erufai of Kaduna, Carpet Military, Ariwa Consultative Forum, Lament. Defense headquarters failed to deploy to Kano Jet in northwest Nigeria. Says bandit territory known to thrift should be declared war zone. That is according to Governor Nasu Erufai blaming the Nigerian military for inactivity. Nigerian Air Force to escort passenger train with jet, says Minister of Transportation, Wotimi Anechi. And of course, the last rider to the story 
is saying, reps few as service chiefs minister failed to appear uh, before panel. House of Representatives few as service chiefs minister failed to appear before its panel, which is investigating what happened on Monday night when terrorists attacked an Abuja Kaduna train service somewhere in Kaduna State. Well, that's, that's on the front page of the punch this morning. Let's look at the last newspaper on our menu this morning, and that is the This Day newspaper. What do we have on the front page of This Day? The same story everywhere about insecurity across Nigeria on in Northwest Azul. And as they said, insecurity in one part of the country is insecurity in every part of the country. Now, what do we have on the front page of This Day? newspaper again terrorists strike in zaria as elufai insists there is enough intelligence to prevent attacks again terrorists strike in zaria as governor nasir elufai insists there is enough intelligence to prevent attacks says dss asking informants everywhere monitoring plans of criminal elements hence security agencies have their phone numbers and listing in on their conversations queries wise Security agencies don't attack them first. And of course, the last writer I say declares he is angry, frustrated, and feels totally helpless. Well, I think the reaction of Governor Nasir Kaduna State is very, very understandable because the attacks in Kaduna is becoming one too many. And of course, the governor, as the chief security officer of the state, is expressing his frustration. Okay, I have another writer to that story on the front page of this day this morning. Amechi visits victims at any hospital, says Air Force may return to escorting trains. Well, if Air Force or the whole armed forces are drafted to escort the train and we fail to do the right thing, I think we may be getting the same result over and over again. So we need to do the right thing. It's not about the Air Force escorting the train from one point to the other. Well, that is that on the last newspaper on our menu this morning. This day. Uh, we'll be joined by a guest shortly to have a discussion on a trendy issue of the day, and that is also about securing Nigeria, insecurity. Don't go away. I'll be back shortly. Inside Nigeria, keeping you informed on what matters. Welcome back. It's still inside Nigeria for this Thursday morning, March 31, 2022. Like I said earlier, we're looking at the state of insecurity bedeviling the country against the backdrop of the last Monday night terrorist attack on an Abuja Kaduna train as service and to get new perspective on this issue and being joined by Major Banjo yes, yes. Public and Private Security Analyst will be speaking to from Lagos. Good morning Major. Hello good morning how are you doing? I'm fine good morning thank you it's nice seeing you for the second time in a long time yeah yeah we thank god we thank god for keeping us alive all right thank god uh major and also let me ask you why is lagos okay what, what i didn't get that i say how is lagos how is lagos oh as usual all the hustling and bustling the insecurity the area boys and the rest we thank <laughs> god we don't have um terrorists here yet anyway <laughs> <laughs> All right, Major, for want of time, let's go straight to the business of the day. You're just joining us. You didn't see the front pages of the newspapers 
we looked at earlier. But I think within a few seconds, let me show you the list stories on some of the national dailies to you in order for you to get where uh, we are we coming from. All right, Major, why I get those papers on the screen for you to see. Let me start from Nigeria's most influential newspaper, The Leadership. You can see what we have on the front page uh, this morning. Coming from the Texas governors of the Federation, we have failed. Governors apologize to victims. Now, let me start with you, uh, Major Abanjo Daniel. As we are now, is the apology we need or some concrete actions from political office owners? What do we actually need at this moment? Practically all the situations we have in the country, economic, social, uh, whichever way you see, you know, we, we it's, it's not news that the governors has failed, not just the governor, the entire government has failed. And in fact, we, the masses, have failed ourselves. So the whole country, the whole Nigerians have failed ourselves and we have failed our children and the generations to come. Uh, the governor coming in now to say they apologize to me. It's it, it, it's nothing. If they've seen, if they realize that they have failed, they should sit down, analyze whatever problems, whatever issues that have made them to fail, review it, work out how they could redeem the images of whatever they, 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 they have failed in, and then uh, find solutions to it. That is what we. Uh, we require this time around. They have been failing us, there's no doubt about it. They have failed right from, as far as I can remember, from the 60s. <coughs> Excuse me. This thing is not starting now. It started right from the 60s. The, our forefathers, our, the, we, we claim, had labored to gain independence, blah, blah, blah. They all failed us. They failed woefully up till now. So coming up to say they apologizing, let them find a way to resolve it, find a way that the Nigerian masses can feel their presence, find a way that the Nigerian masses can feel they belong to Nigeria, find a way to ensure that Nigerians are not suffering. Most of us, we are even lucky here, uh, there are places where Nigerians cannot feed two times a day. Even in Lagos, I know individuals that cannot feed two times a day. Those that can feed two times, they drink gari with pulling pulling and a and then uh, maybe later in the day, they, they find something solid to eat, you know? And uh, with the kind of uh, 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 earnings that Nigeria makes, daily money that Nigeria makes from Australia oil, now rice and more other where we, the, 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 the president has diversified into, into the agricultural sector, the money that comes in for Nigeria should make every Nigerian at least earn a thousand naira a day. We have sat and worked it out. Unfortunately, it's not just the governors who that earn millions and billions daily. The senators, 
is another set of uh, human beings. If I can use that word for them, although I don't really see them as. Because if you are human, you be humane and you be considerate. The governors, the senators, in fact, the total political setup are inconsiderate. So, apologizing apologizing alone is not enough. Let them make us realize that we are Nigerians and, and we feel the impact of what Nigeria ends every day. Thank you. Exactly. I, I think I want to agree with you that mere apology is not enough because after the apology, what next? Nothing. And we are just waiting for the next attack to happen and we'll come again and summonize, which is not uh, what is good governance. Now, Major Banjo, let, let me, if you say the apology is not enough, what do we do next? Because this has been a recurring a cycle, vicious cycle. See the position of the leadership newspaper this morning in our editorial. We are saying, uh, declare state of emergency on insecurity now, calling on President Mohamed Buhari to declare state of emergency on insecurity. Is that not what we need? Or do we even need to say before the writing is done? Normally, as at this time, I've told myself I will not really want to go into it because I am an analyst and I've been analyzing the Nigerian security situation ever since, uh, I'd say, a long time ago. I've been on the air, I've been on the uh, on televisions, I've been on the radios, I've been in the papers, I've stated my mind, analyzing the situation practically every week. You know, and as of now, I have come to the conclusion that there is actually nothing to analyze again, because it's it, it's 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 uh, far beyond expectation. It wasn't like this even last year. The situation wasn't this bad, you know. Two years ago, it wasn't this bad. This year is I just I couldn't I can't comprehend. I I, I sat down and I thought about it. Why is this thing happening this way? You know, declaring a state of emergency, it's Mr. President that can do that. But Mr. President was, he's a general. And he has capable generals working under him. He's the commander in chief. I stand to say, and I've said it everywhere, and I'm reiterating it, that threats is never greater than security. The security apparatus, infrastructures, architecture that we have in this country can handle anything and i'm saying it we can handle anything and any country probably maybe not the nuclear uh, country but any country the way we are the, the, the level we are now i'm sure you know that mr president within this panel of six seven years have been able to purchase over 40 platforms over 40 aircrafts it has never been done before in this country Fighter jets, you know, to Canoe, about six from America, uh, how many from uh, uh, Russia? They are there. Let any country try us, we, we, we bump them down. So, how come bandits, marauders, people who are not co 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 collected, people who are not skillful in, 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 in military warfare, uh, everywhere in our country, see them on the roads everywhere you cannot drive, you see them in trains. You imagine what happened a few days ago. They went and bombed a train in Kaduna, the house of the military. We have over 15 military uh, 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 structures in that in that town. These people went there. They were the same ones that bombed down the chief of air staff's aircraft. 
that was uh, Harid or whatever his name is. They are the ones that do everything within the cardinal. So what exactly is the problem with us? I am saying categorically here that the military can handle, the security agencies can handle whatever is happening in this country. So I have simply concluded that we do not want to handle it. We do not want to so, kill these individuals. That's what I'm using. We do not want major, to That can be the only resolution. The military are capable. Sorry for cutting you short. Yeah, why yeah, did I'm you say? Yeah. Why did you say the armed forces is not ready to tackle the menace of insecurity in Nigeria? Why did you say so? Because they're capable. They have all the amenities. They have the armaments. They have the skills. What do they have? Except, of course, maybe since I left the military, maybe they, they have relaxed in their training and they relaxed in whatever. Because, but when we were there. And in fact, I mean, I'm sure they have not relaxed. I am sure with two sections, with two detachments of special operators, special forces that we have now, whether I'm, I'm in the Air Force, two detachments of special forces deployed inside Kaduna, uh, missioned to bring out any type of criminal. I'm giving you two, three months, they will do it with the right info, information and the right uh, equipment. They will do it in a couple of months. It is doable, very, very doable. So that's why I'm concluding we don't want to do it. And this will just come out from somewhere. Are they ghosts? They are in the forest. They are under the sea or in the air. We have been trained to, 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 to swim under the sea without being noted. We have been trained to walk in the bushes without breaking the, uh, cracking the, 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 the sticks. They, they walk steadily and they'll be able to catch, catch this guy. And it's easier to bomb them anyway. General Ambassador gave instructions they should bomb Udi Hill. He bombed them and they kept quiet. So why are these people not being bombed from the air? We have precision aircraft that will precisely locate where they are. Ordinary drones will pick where they are. And you see drone, drones that can be missioned to bomb them without using aircraft. UAV on, 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 on manned uh, aerial vehicles will bomb these guys out. They smoke them out and our bush rats will, 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 will Kalashnikov them down. So what the hell are we doing? We don't want to do it. That's what I'm saying. If we want to do it, we'll do it. Watch me. Thank you. Right, thank you, Major Tabanjo Daniel. Now, there are newspaper reports this uh, morning uh, saying uh, the armed forces actually have got actionable intelligence about impending attack on the Abuja Kaduna train on Monday night. And there was no action on their part. And besides, again, the Kaduna State Governor, Nasser Rafai, also lamented that the armed forces have the, has the capacity, like you say, to tackle this, and they have not you know, done that. Now, given what you just said, let me ask you again, why would the armed forces not ready to abide by its oath of defending the nation's territorial integrity? <laughs> if I get your question right, you're asking me why the armed, armed forces are not ready Two. Is that it? Correct. Very good. I am not there. I, the Chief of Army Staff is not my... I'm not close to the Chief of Army Staff. I am aware that the Chief of Defense Staff is capable. He has been tested. Very well tested. He was the commander. He was the, uh, the commander of the multinational job tax force in charge. He was the head of the 
the, the theater, the, the theater commander in Nigeria here, Irabo, is capable. You know, the chief of army staff is far, far behind that. We cannot really uh, 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 read him. But Irabo is capable, and I'm sure the whole army, the whole military guys, maybe with their gunboats, uh, the airports with their platforms on there, they are all capable. And of course, we have the commander in chief. So basically what I'm saying is, unless they receive appropriate instructions, unless they are uh, particularly missioned by the Commander-in-Chief through the Chief of Defense Staff, down to the various service chiefs, unless including the IG, Department of State, even Immigration and Customs and the, the like, unless they are all missioned to do this, then it can't be done. It can be done. I don't want to be emphatic. I don't want to be specific. Otherwise, they start calling me, uh, give me names, and before they, you know, they start looking for me. I'm not scared of them. They have beaten me before the whole time. They don't bother me. But I just don't want to, to, to say too much. I'm sure you can read in between the lines and get what I'm saying. Exactly. So, exactly. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate this thing can be done. I'm telling you. A detachment of special forces contains 11 men. 11 men. So if we de deploy five detachments, give them a zone, delineate an area, and say, gentlemen, you are moving here. We want you out in the next two weeks with these guys dead or alive. And we deploy them throughout Cardinal State, Niger State, um, whichever other states in such areas delineated. With someone coordinating all their efforts at back. Smoke these guys out and bomb them, and, and Nigeria can live well. As of now, it's not just in that middle belt area. If you, if you see that, there's an operational map, and you see and, 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 uh, and they map out the whole area where these things are happening. You grab it right from Milani up to Adamawa here. The middle belt area is the worst hit. Initially, we had them in the northeast, they were still there. You know, I don't know why they are still there. swap and all those ones are still there. But if we are not careful, I'm telling you, if we are not careful, that thing will move down south here, and then it's going to be nationwide. And before you know it, they are, as of now, they are stooges, they are people at everywhere in the country. And by the time they erupt, <laughs> we are not going to find it easy. You know, it's unfortunate, but I, I hope I answered your question. Yes, Major Banjo. Let me ask you the next one. Now, given your experience as an insider before in the armed forces, what options are available for the country as we are now? What options are available for us to actually overcome this state of insecurity once and for all? Uh, that question is out of the military sphere. It is uh, political. Uh, the option available to the country is not an option available to the military. The military has only one choice, option. That is to, 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 to uh, comply with the instruction of the commander-in-chief. The totality of the military and the, the security agencies must comply with what the commander-in-chief wants. No, now your question is what the, 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 uh, possible uh, options for the, for the country. That's political. Yeah. And if I have to give it to you straight, singularly, the 
problem we have now, including the insecurity, emanates from the set of uh, humans that are called politicians now. They are the ones causing the whole problem. Everything comes out from them. You know, they, they are so rich, they don't have they don't even know what to do with their money anymore other than to cause chaos. Just like uh, United States, you know, and most of them think whatever the United States does is right. It is it is the culture of the United States to cause chaos all over the world. Why? So that they can spend the money they have and so that their their families and friends who are interested, who are involved in the warfare business can make money. That was why Trump was rejected, because Trump just didn't care. He wanted the, the, the America. Amer there are Americans in America that are worse hit economically than Nigerians. Go and check. They sleep under the bridges. They are everywhere in the ghettos, you know, but they spend billions. Right now, America has spent close to $3 billion for you in, in Ukraine. But that's the only way they can make their quick money. They give their friends contracts. The material is they tell their the Bush family to, to, to sell more arms, they tell the British TMC, uh, private military company, they are deployed there and they pay them uh, $2,500 a day. You know, so the, the people in the Congress get gifts from all these companies, corporate people, and, and their friends. And then Mr. President himself gets his own whatever. That's how they make their, their, their corrupt, uh, achieve their corrupt aims. You know, so the same thing here with us here. Fortunately for us, are, our own system is so corrupt, so open for us that you can even go to the central bank and, and collect money and put in your in your personal pocket. You know, so these people don't have know what to do anymore than to cause chaos. Look at there was a man, yes, one of the politicians uh, about five ten years ago, who was fingered uh, for being a sponsor of of, of, of terrorists in Bonu State. He's a senator, he has been a senator for over 20 years now and he continues to be the head of the army, army committee or whatever there. And he's there. Yeah, so I, he's, 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 he's these politicians, it is these politicians that are causing the problem. My, my singular opinion is that these people must be eroded. You know, I can't call for a revolution, but we must sit down and think, the family, the Nigerians must sit down and think that we must take away all these people that, uh, that, that these, these people that are recycling themselves. They've been recycling themselves since 20, how many years back? They, some have been in that Senate for over 30, close to 24 years. You know, they recycle themselves and they are used to doing it this way and they are continuing to doing it that corrupt way. You know, unless these people leave, then I, 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 it's a pity for Nigeria. We continue this way in, even in the next century. We I must... Yeah, yes, okay. oh, I we, must, we must sit and regroup the Nigerian masses, although we have been divided, our families have been divided too. In a family now, you see them, they're fighting APC, PDP, APC, PDP, PDP, NPP, NPA, all this one. Meanwhile, all these people they are fighting for are the same thing. You see a PC person inside PDP today, tomorrow, for his own selfish interest is there. You know, so the family is divided until, unless the family members sit down together and realize that we have been cheated, we have been enslaved, we are, we are, we are nothing. We sit down together, form another, form a, a, a social group that will metamorphosize later all over the nation into another, into a group of intellectuals and people that are human, godly. You know, people that are godly. That's what we want now. We will exempt anybody that have participated in politics. 
that have there any political appointment will exempt them from such a, such, such, such a social gathering from that thing and with time two three four five years will become a party heavy way heavy and we will we, we drive this whether them erode them out of the political system otherwise they will continue to party as they have been partying god bless you my brother thank you major banjo now uh, before i ask you the uh, last question let me uh quickly report something to you as a journalist you made reference to a politician in Borno who was accused of sponsoring Boko Haram and he appeared, he also happens to be a senator of the Federal Republic and also the chairman of the Senate Committee on Army. Am I right, sir? Like that, I don't know if he's still there now, but he was. He yeah, he's still there. there, but I want to recall to you that that person was actually taken through the judicial process and he was discharged and acquitted by the court of competent jurisdiction. So but you we don't have that the, allegation. We have been caught by presidency. We have discussed about the legislative uh, presidency. The, uh, we've discussed, I've mentioned senators, the legislative. Now you are going to the judiciary. Who, who is more corrupt? We, it has been proven that the judiciary is even more corrupt than the legislative. Eh? The legislature. They are corrupt. Everybody is corrupt. I'm telling you, put, um, pick up 100 Nigerians, different ages, different age groups, and put them there and tell them what they want. They will tell you money. Okay, let me give you work to do here. They say, no, no, that work is serious. I want quick money, cheap money. They're ready to steal. So the whole country is corrupt. In fact, corruption is in our character, character now. And it's our culture. Criminality is our culture. Abnormality oh, right. has become the norm for us. If you stand up anywhere to say, ah, what that person did is right, someone will slap you from the back. What are you saying? It's normal now. It's normal. These are not part of us. We are not part with us. It's the, the, the uh, criminality is with, with us. So judiciary will come up and say, you want me to give you instances, four instances that have been have been denied justice in this country. Four. Do you understand? Personal, not someone else's. In the by the judiciary. Eh? I was detained 32 months as a major in the Nigerian Army. I was kept somewhere. And they were paying my salary. The judge did not want me serving. Is that justice? We went to the, uh, the court, we went everywhere. My parents did all this, all they said, we should just keep quiet, otherwise they will kill me there. Is that just, at the end, they brought my letter of, letter of uh, retirement. And I told them, what if I don't collect it? They said they sent me to jail. Is that, is that justice? And I can mention more, far more, everywhere. And we're saying judiciary brought somebody up and he and, 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 and was acquitted. To, to hell. We don't have anything here. We, they must all go. I'm not saying kill or eliminate them, we must erode them off and get the right people into, into, into right, the system. Daniel, we have run out of time. Let me quickly ask you the last question and, and it will be a two-in-one uh, question. You uh, place uh, the blame at the doorstep of the political leadership of this country. You accuse politicians of being responsible for the state of insecurity we have. Now, I want to ask you, when you were in the army, what was the relationship of the president with the armed forces in terms of uh, modules of randy and uh, rules of engagement and what we have now so what is the gap between what was obtainable when you are in the army and what we have uh, currently and the second leg of that question is people like you who were members of the armed forces before are now living in retirement in what way are you contributing to national security in what way am i contributing national security to achieving national security yeah let, second me start with, yeah let me start with that Oh. I when the 
chief of army staff before now. The one actually General Buratai was was the chief of army staff. I was uh, <clears throat> I had the opportunity to be quite close to him, and uh, I was doing the little I could in support of his uh, mission. You know, uh, ever since he left, I have not been in close contact with the, 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 the present ones. Uh, and uh, I can't see exactly see myself doing anything. However, in the private sector, I, at a particular time, was the director of training for the ALPSPN, that is Association of Licensed Private Security Practitioners of Nigeria. I was the, the, uh, the director of training, and uh, I was opportune to have written uh, a couple of letters to the chief of defense staff, then General Alon Shaping, uh, on how the private security structure could be uh, 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 included in the national security architecture. We wrote that letter. We wrote that letter to him. The Mr. President, our president, then of the ALPSPM, went and they submitted the letter to him. They, a couple of times, we went to discuss it with him. But ever since, nothing has happened. So it's not um, how we want to contribute. It is they accepting what we want to be done, or they really analyzing it and seeing how feasible it is to be for the private sector to be included in the in the national security architecture. My, my major uh, interest in there was uh, information gathering. There is no campaign, no warfare, no exercise anywhere in the world that any, 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 any military person or any security agency can jump into without appropriate, adequate uh, uh, information uh, being processed into intelligence before they go into it. So I now see the private sector security guards and security operatives as a key uh, uh, role, uh, that, that, that they have a key role in playing in the uh, aspect of information gathering. Because practically nearly every street in Nigeria has one, has one or two or more uh, security guards on their streets. And they, 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 they interact with the locals, so they're able to gather information. So if we can use these individuals to gather information all over the nation, and there is a, a security center where they can uh, pass the information to in time, you know, on time, immediately processing it, and then the 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 the, 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 the military and the security agencies are involved, informed on what information are gathered on time, they could immediately act on it. That was what I was trying to do then. Unfortunately, who am I? A bloody major wrote something, and you think the generals will, will look at it. That was how it ended. Uh, I just realized uh, my age, I really need to relax and uh, rest. And since uh, most of the things I try to do this year, I've just been sitting at. So I told you I'm a trainer too. I also trained the private security uh, 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 operators uh, up from All the right. security because, guards. Because of time, on I the military. To first leg of the question. Come again. Because of time, go to the first leg of the question. We've run out of time. The first question? Yes, the first leg of the question I asked. What was that again, please? Okay, you place the blame at the doorstep of politician or political leadership of the country. Now I ask you, what is the difference between when you are in the army, 
what is the relationship between the president and the armed forces when you are in the army and what we have now in terms of modus of yeah. and rules of engagement how do the president relate with the armed forces when you are in the army and what we have now yeah you see as at, as at that time it was it was it was a situation where the where mr president uh relied more on the chief of defense staff that was the situation then he was his, 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 most of his activities and instructions emanate from what the chief of defense staff and uh, 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 um, indirectly the service chiefs how they, they what they give to him it's they practically they see practically every day he may have someone who, who is more closer to him you know that he sees most times but most of the time he sees them uh, by every other day or every 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 day as necessary you know so it's as of now i really don't know how mr president relates with these individuals i think that he he is is closer to those he chooses who he wants to be closer to you know um, but as at then it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter what you are the totality of the of, of the service team uh, are, are, are brought on the table in decision making and mr president listens to all of them and he listens to their submissions and uh, uh, recommendations before they take action i don't know how mr president general Barry now does his things you know so i may not be able to really compare how it is done now with how it was done there i was fortunate to have served in Dodan barracks as well as Ashura within the short period i served and uh, when i was in Dodan barracks mr president then was close to even us second lieutenants and lieutenants that were there you know he relates with us he, he plays tennis with us and do, does a lot of things you know when i was in Ashura it was it was the talk of war you know as much as i try to get close to uh, the people serving under general Bacha, you know, uh, I tried to move them on, on the weekends and play football with them so I could gather, gather information. And we could relate together as a team. Unfortunately, it never was. It was war at that place. And unfortunately, some of us became the, the grass uh, uh, in that same play. All right. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Daniel, a retired major of the Nigerian Army, I must thank you very well for your invaluable contribution to the discussion this morning. And I hope to see more of you whenever the need arises. Thank you very much, my brother. And have right, a God-blessed day. Always. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was Major Banjo Daniel, retired Major of the Nigerian Army, and currently a trainer, public and private security analyst. He spoke to us live from Lagos. And that note will come to the end of Inside Nigeria for this morning. My name is Remember the Badibo. Bye for now. This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.